This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Just go to AdamandEve.com and type in Glory. That's G-L-O-R-Y at checkout, and you'll get 50% off almost any item, a free sex swing, and free shipping. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way, we bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 438 and it is evidently the second fucking flood. The great know, flood God. is occurring outside our studio <laughs> right now. So, Cecil, if the shit gets shorted out yeah. because we flood on the sixth floor, <laughs> it's been nice knowing you. Have there been a tsunami in here's, Chicago? Here's the thing, though. Like, like I don't trust this roof not to leak. <laughs> <laughs> I Guys, barely trust this building to stay standing. Everybody who's been to the glory hole recognizes it's got to have a leaky roof. You know everybody I mean? who's been to the glory hole knows it gets a little sloppy. Yeah, it it's, gets a little wet in there. That's why we have these plastic covers for everything. It's the only time yeah. it gets wet in my experience. It's like, it's like. I usually have to bring the wet. For the same reason grandma had the plastic on the couches because there was just <laughs> jizz flying all over the place. That's why. The point is, is that we've got to rewrite the federal government. Now, this is not going to happen overnight. It took 130 years to bring us to where we are today. It could probably take 50 years to turn it around. If we, but if we stand on the Constitution, then everything else comes together. Sister is also right when we watch this. Michelle O'Bachman, we are living in an unparalleled golden time under Trump. Do you want to use golden when you talk about Trump? Is I- there a that seems like language you maybe, want to protect. Maybe steer away from you that. Is that what you're like, saying? No, let's not you talk know? about golden times. You know, I, I I read an article the other day that said, like, you know, some disgusting habits that, like, your partner might not want to appreciate. And uh, it was just like one of those clickbaity things, you know? And so I, I, I followed the stupid clickbait article, and it was like, like, one of them was like, if you're showering with your partner, don't pee in the shower. And I was like, well, if only we could get that message through to our president when traveling for work. I know. You know? God. I just, and I also thought, like, who doesn't know that? Like, <laughs> it had to make its way into it. Like, it was just like, I don't know. We were showering together. And I just, I had to pee. These I had to pee on her. Yeah, I just, yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's like, we, maybe golden gay time is not the time to eat. Golden gay time. You know, it's a food. It's it is. It's an Australian. Uh, it's a golden gay time. I tried one. That's right. Did you try one when we were in Australia? Did you have a golden gay time? I did not have a golden gay time. Was it? Is it an ice cream? It's an ice cream. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had a golden gay time. Uh, it's like a chocolate ice, a clear ice cream. What, what yeah, we would call like exactly. a chocolate eclair. They have a lot of different yeah. flavors yeah. of them, but it's the same exact. It's like I the see. chocolate yeah. eclair where they have like a strawberry golden but gay But it's time. covered with like the crunchies on the yeah, outside exactly. and whatever. Yeah. It's, okay. Yeah. It's exactly yeah. what you think it's it is. It's better than the licorice we've tried. It's a little hard on the outside. And then when you work it a little bit, it's softer. On you know? the inside? And, yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's exactly. So it's like what happens when you freeze urine. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't ever pee in the shower, but I definitely bring frozen urine into the shower so it can melt. I think it's gross. I, yeah. I shit in the shower like all good people, yeah. but like I wouldn't pee in there. I would never pee in there. That's fucking Absolutely weird. Not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I actually I actually poop in the bathroom, but I only poop on the floor in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a divorce. <laughs> Two years ago, I believe that that the prayers that God's people made to ask God for his provision were heard. God went to Michigan and he stumped for Trump. Oh, God. God went to Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Florida and all the states. That I like that, like, God still has to work through all these different, yeah. like, bureaucratic Absolutely, mechanisms. Absolutely, man. God's like, I, I, man, can't we just do the popular vote? I hate the Electoral College. <laughs> Gotta go to all these weird places. I got I gotta bring Nate Silver up here <laughs> and talk to him about how all this works. It's complicated. I don't know which places to stump. I don't know where to go. <laughs> she's I losing. Wanna... She's bought by two points here. Do I is it worth going there? I don't know. And I can't be everywhere at one time. I mean, I am omniscient and omnipresent, <laughs> but I already knew who was gonna win, but then I needed you to ask <laughs> real nice so I could make it happen. And to do the work to get it done. And then but like, I don't even know why it matters who wins yeah. because if I just want the result, I can just go right to well, the result. I, all I did was just make y'all vote that way or I just made the vote that way. I'm not sure. It literally one. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Like this uh, worldview is fucking crazy. Uh, they were heard and granted. And for two years, we have lived in an unparalleled golden time in the United States. You'd never. That's a little bit of a risky dress, risque dress. Don't you think for her to be wearing something like that up there, it's like a single shoulder in front of a bunch of religious people? Instead, in front of a bunch of conservatives? She should just expect to be raped. That's, I was going to say, she, maybe she's asking. I for think it. we're going to blame the victim on this one. <laughs> never know that if you turned on MSNBC or CNN. But we are living in an unparalleled golden time. Why do I? Okay, Unless... I, got, I can't wait to hear why, though. Yeah. Because that's the most important part is like, what's the unparalleled golden time that we're living? Well, if you, if you yell it at me long enough, I'm going to believe it, right? Yeah. That's, that's, that's the only thing that has to happen here. Because if you're not a rich white guy, yeah. things have not gotten better. Yeah. Like if you're, and that's, and that's really true of the people who elected Trump. Like, and, I, and I've, I've, I've had this conversation the other day with this guy at work that I talked to sometimes. And I was like, look, man, I'm going to be okay. I will always be okay because then I'm an upper middle class heterosexual white guy. The world loves me. We built a world to love me. I'm always going to be okay. The, the thing is, like, the people who elected Trump are the Rust Belt people, the coal mine people. They're not getting jobs back. Unemployment is down, but wages haven't gone up. Good jobs aren't in. Wage stagnation has uh, continued unabated yeah. for 40 yeah, plus absolutely. years. The, the economy, you know, he's, I was talking to this guy. He's like, well, Wall Street's doing better oh, than ever. I'm cares? like, I'm like, what does that do for me? He's like, what about your 401k? I'm like, a 401k doesn't mean shit to me until I'm 70. Yeah. I got to pay my mortgage tomorrow and I'm okay. But like most people don't invest in the stock market. Like most of the wealth is accumulated in the top two or 3%. Like who gives a shit if all those people are doing better? And he's like, well, it'll trickle down. I'm like, don't use those words. You can't use those words. It hasn't but yet. These, these fucking rich motherfuckers can't understand. Yeah. They can't understand. They're like, well, my stock portfolio is killing it. Well, and then they'll so say, everybody's ship is rising. Sure. And it's like our ships aren't rising. Well, they say shit like, well, hey, you know, uh, there's more jobs than there ever were. And you're like, yeah, but if the jobs don't pay shit and I got to get two of them, 
what the fuck do I care if right. there's more jobs? Right. There's just more fucking poverty for me to fucking wallow in. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm working harder than I've ever, I would rather be poor and not working than poor and working. Like if my, if my life circumstances don't change, right? Like if I, if I have to wake up and eat shit all day and feel awful about myself and have food insecurity and have housing insecurity and wonder how my family's going to get by. If I still have to do all that, well, I guess I'd rather stay at home. Yeah. You know, yeah. because there is no path for, for most of America. There is no path through work past a level of um, grind. Most people are going to, most of America, 50% or more are going to wake up and they are going to grind their whole lives and barely squeak by. And we know that's true because it's just statistically true yeah. because most of America is barely making it barely or making not it. making yeah. it as yeah. is. Yeah. So it's not a controversial thing to say. It's just a fucking truth about more than 50% of this fucking country. So it's like, 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 you know, like you're saying, like, what good is having fucking two jobs that still keeps me poor? Now I'm poor and exhausted. Yeah. That's worse. That's way worse. That's worse. We've created a system for these guys to get richer all the time. Ne there's never going to be a moment if you created the rules for you to make a rule that makes you lose. Right. You're not going to do that. You don't make those rules. You never do that. So when these guys, these rich guys come out, we're doing better than ever. Yeah, because you made the rules to make it so you're going to do better than ever every single time. You're always going to do well, better. Well, and if ever. you start rich. Yeah. Nothing else about that story matters. Yeah. If you start rich, yeah, and I don't start rich, the guy who started rich wins every time. Yeah, I mean, every statistically significant time. There might be an outlier here that doesn't matter. They win every time because money begets money. Yeah, that's that's just that's all that you need to know is that money begets money. Yeah. So if I have, you know, if I have two million dollars and you have twenty five dollars, and we both start at the same place in our lives, well, we both went to the same school, we both got the same degree. I got out. I had two million dollars. How many risks did you take? Oh, you can take all the risks. You can take any. any you can take you all want. the risks yeah. as you want to take. Yeah. You can take risks. You can you can get jobs. You can leave jobs. You can not take jobs that aren't the right job. Right. I got out of school. I have crushing amounts of debt and 40 bucks in my pocket. What are my jobs? What am well, I going to take the first thing that comes along that puts enough money in my pocket to put gas in my car? Yeah. Who gets ahead? A hundred percent of the time. And that's like two people with an education with the same, you know, like you could make a lot of other things equal. Money is the only thing that makes the biggest predictor of who's going to have more money is who started out with money. Yeah. yeah. That's it. The biggest predictor of success is how much money your parents had. And I'm talking about financial success. Yeah. You know, it's funny too, because you, you, you hear the Kavanaugh hearings and Kavanaugh was talking about how he's like, you know, I didn't get into Yale because I knew somebody. I got into Yale because I worked my butt off. It's like, you got into Yale because you came from a place where your friends went to country clubs. Yeah. That's why you went to Yale, dude. Let's stop pretending that you were, you know, some inner city kid busting your ass to try to get the good grades in a shitty public school that didn't teach you fuck all. Well, and like, I, look, I don't want to take it away. Like, if you work really hard, I'm not saying you didn't work really hard. I'm saying that, like, you worked really hard within a system that is set up to, set up reward, to reward you kind of work. It's And it's also set right? up to specifically to reward you. There's a reason why right. you were able to have, like, look, Take that person from that goes to those country clubs and then you fund the public schools based on those property taxes. That person's going to just have a better education, period. Right. Yeah. The end of story. There's, yep. not, there's nowhere in Chicago, inner city, that you're going to pull a kid. I don't care if it's the brightest kid there that's going to have the same opportunities that that guy had. Right. That, that Brett Kavanaugh or anybody else who comes from a country club place. They're just going to have more opportunities. It just opens the right. door for them. We've sta They've stacked the deck, man. And we all know this to be true. 
true because even just think about this anecdotally, like when people are looking to buy a home or move into a home that has a family, what are the things that people ask? How are the schools? That is what drives home sales. I'm telling you as somebody in this industry, that is what drives home sales for families is school district. School districts are funded by the money paid by property taxes. It's like, you know, I, I, I will say from personal experience, I went to a very good high school. When I got to college, college was very easy for the first two years of college. It was very, very easy. It wasn't more work than my high school was. It wasn't more intellectually challenging than my high school was. It was the same. It was like waking up and doing the same shit I'd already done for fucking 730 days. It was fucking easy. It's, it's funny because I had true. I had the exact opposite right. experience. Exactly. Many, many opposite people experience. have. Yeah. Because, but I, I had the luck, and it is fucking straight luck to go to this school instead of that school, right? Yeah. yeah. I was I was pushed into the technical department in my in my in my high school. They specifically veered me away from any academic course because they never thought I was going to go to college anyway. Right. So they were like, just go to the fucking shop class and be a burnout and go do that. That's what you're going to be. You're going to be a fucking auto tech dude. Just embrace that shit. And so, yeah, I had a few classes that were somewhat advanced. I never made it to calculus. I made it to trigonometry. I never made it to AP English, but I did have four years of English. But when I left, I wasn't significantly, I never, I wasn't significantly ready to go to college. And I actually took a break after I left high school specifically because I didn't have any, I didn't even know how to go to college. Right. I didn't know. I, I didn't know I could t- even take a loan out to go to college. It didn't even, nobody ever told me that because I didn't, nobody in my family ever went to college right. before and no guidance counselor ever thought I was going to be in a college seat. So that was information that was useless to tell me. Right. So they never bothered. So I was in a totally exact opposite position. I go to college and I'm fucking lost. I'm buried. I'm drowning because I don't understand how fucking academics work right. because I never was challenged growing through school because I was a fucking drawing shit and building lamps. <laughs> so I had the exact opposite experience, right? right? And, I, and I recognize that that is a stunt. That's something that stunted me. That yep. was a stunt in my growth. I had to grow afterwards. It was a difficult thing for me to do. Many people don't get past there. I was lucky enough to get to have a couple of things fall into place for me to do that sort of thing. But there's never anything that I did. Do I say that we have the mo- we have the president who's made the most pro-life actions of any president ever. Because we're all single issue voters. That's yeah, why. Right. Because we like the only thing we care about is whether or not babies are aborted. But we certainly don't give a fuck about them once they come out. We have a president who has been the most pro Israel president ever in the history of the United States of America. Do you think he's more pro-life and more pro-Israel than George W. was or George Sr. was? Well, I will say he's more pro-Israel. I think he is. I think so. He did the Jerusalem thing. He did do that. You're right. And I think that. that that's, and that's total pandering on their part. I think W for his incons, I mean, he's just incompetence as a statesman he at least understood that that was a bad policy, that that was going to cause more violence and it was not going to be a good thing. Yeah, I, I don't think we've had a president that has not supported Israel. Oh, no. You know, like, I agree that Trump might be more, but it's like you're already, yeah. like, you're already balls deep. Yeah, exactly. Now you're just kissing a yeah, little. Yeah, two fingers and a fist is right. not that big of a well, Two fingers and a fist is a that's big leap. actually. That's, <laughs> a, that's, that's junior varsity to varsity. <laughs> 
president has put the United States on a pathway of blessing, a singular pathway of blessing. We have the most pro-religious liberty president in the human... No! Religious liberty means... Christian. Yeah. I don't know. Let me ask you a question, Michelle. Is there going to be a Muslim speaking after you? (laughs) Because if not, I'm going to have to go hard no. And by the way, there's a Sandy Rios from this exact same conference that you posted. It was a Sandy Rios. We may or may not get to it. But where she talks about how she basically says Islam is a horrible, shitty religion. Yeah. And you're just like, how is, I don't understand. I don't understand how these two things work. I agree with you. Also, yours is too. Yeah. Like, too cool, quay. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> history of the United States ever. Doesn't she just feel like she's going to bake you a blueberry buckle? <laughs> I mean, like, even when she talks to you, she feels like a grandma. She feels like somebody who's trying to tell you something as a, like, she really just feels, you know, Sarah Palin did that fake folksy shit. Yeah. She really feels folksy. Well, yeah, she's hard Minnesota, man. Yeah. Like Hardcore, this is this yeah. is just hard northern Midwest, yeah. Kind of, yeah. you know, that's just who that that's yeah. that whole garbage part of the world <laughs> where like nobody where they're stuffing people in wood chip. Man, it fucking snows like eleven months out of the year. Have you watched Fargo recently? No. Should I? Man, it's a good movie. I liked that. It's movie a when really I saw it. good movie, and that woman in there, I don't know her name. The the lady who the lady cop, the lady cop, yeah, and, and the she's, a famous, she's a famous she's a famous actress. She won, I think she won an Academy Award last year for uh, another movie. Oh, she good in that movie. Is she? Oh, she's so good in that it's movie. It's been so long, and so is so is the 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 bad guy who's the car dealer. Again, another guy I don't know. I don't know anybody's fucking name in Hollywood, but that guy's really good in it too. I remember the acting being good. I remember really the good. show being a really yeah. good Steve movie. Buscemi is one person I remember. He's in that. He's also very good. That's just because he's horrifying. Yeah. So his, his visage is his burned visage into your memory. Such a weird looking dude. He, he's a horror. Is he funny looking? That's what they say throughout <laughs> the whole thing. He's a funny looking guy. Like he got cast because he's funny looking. I was going to say like, <laughs> you know, like, or they, they just added that to the plot after they cast him. But when you're an actor and like, you're like weird looking and like you Read the script and it's like, oh, it's I'm playing little, a weird looking guy. Then the makeup artist is like, guy. go ahead in. They're, like, just oh, waving get, yeah. They're just waving you. No, come on in. They just look over like, you're good. Yeah. You're all set. You'll be fine. Yeah. Shouldn't we touch this up? Uh, no. Yep. Nope. Mm-hmm. Exactly good. how I thought yeah. you should look. All right. You're the creature from the Black Lagoon <laughs> without makeup. <laughs> to advance religious liberty, not just in America, but globally. What? We have the I, best- I don't know what that means. No. Religious liberty globally? Like, we can't do shit in another country. What does that even mean? I, I, I think religious liberty is the euphemism that they all know for spreading Christianity. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's the, that's the words they're using, but it doesn't mean what you right. think it means. And they yeah. all know it means yeah, something exactly. else. They all, they're all like, yeah. mm, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Don't ever look inconceivable up in a dictionary. <laughs> Best vice president we could have ever had in Mike Pence. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I won't. I won't disagree with them on that. They really, really do like Mike Pence. They do, and yeah. it's a really the vice presidential position is really important because the vice president does. Hmm. Well, he might fuck his wife with a sheet, in <laughs> but other than that, I don't know what he does. He, is a, he did vote on one thing, though, didn't he? Did, wasn't there a 50-50 split and he voted on one thing? I don't know. I, I thought like, did he they did. they have to wake him up to do it? Did I they have to get him did. out of bed in the middle yeah. of the afternoon to do it? <laughs> what a great <laughs> job. Could you imagine it'd be like the guy from like 
stepbrothers or whatever. You're just in your bathrobe right? wandering around the White House all day. Do the does the do the uh vice president do they have their own quarters somewhere? Do they I don't live think they in the, live in the White House? But do they have like a house that is bought for them and do they have like a oh, White like a, House like residence? A, like a parsonage or yeah, whatever? Like they have them? a coach house out back. <laughs> <laughs> They got like a shitty apartment down <laughs> the road. Donald Trump's con- bring the horses around from the coach house. <laughs> he brings Ann Coulter up. <laughs> <laughs> Julia Roberts comes in. They put a bit in her mouth. <laughs> we have Sam Brownbeck as our ambassador for religious liberty. We have a wealth. What does that even mean? What is an ambassador for? Hi, I'm from Religious Liberty. Oh, that's not a place. <laughs> I and ambassadors are from places. <laughs> I don't know, but I hope, so, I hope, hope, hope that it's like 300 and someone kicks him down a well. <laughs> <laughs> of, of jewels and just the people that our president is putting into positions of leadership, like John Betsy Bolton, DeVos. who's the head of national security, who also recognizes the primacy of defending religious liberty here and abroad. Which has nothing to do with national security. Literally nothing. This is a yeah. nightmare. Zero. You're describing a nightmare. Zero things. All everything she said. Everything she said about the golden gay time of our of our lives right people. now. Oh, that's amazing. It's just like, look, guys, we need to make sure we get somebody who's a crusader in here for religious Right? It's exactly Double true. Comes to every every meeting. Of national security with a giant shield with a cross on it. <laughs> <laughs> you wear your armor everywhere, John. We get it. God, I can hear you clanking down the hall on your way here. Do you see what a golden day that we have been given, let alone uh, the economics, where yesterday we had just another powerful breakthrough, or the day before, of the stock market on, on, on the economy, for, on foreign policy. A powerful breakthrough of the stock market on the economy. Out loud, she said she had the fucking unmitigated temerity to utter that nonsense out loud in front of a bunch of jeering, howling monkeys. And again, like you said, the stock market doesn't mean anything to most people. It, it does. It's not an indicator of it's really. The, it's a terrible indicator of the true economic success of this country. Policy levels, domestic policy levels, on every possible level, America is killing it. We are doing great in every possible metric metric. Unless, unless of course you're poor when you're right. coming into this or of or, color or rust belt. Right. You could be, you could be a, a poor person, a person of color, a woman, uh, a gay person. Those folks are of course, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. From all these wins that yeah. we're having. Uh, the environment is exclusively yeah. excluded and everybody who takes part in the environment, which is all of us. Yeah. So mm-hmm. other than those folks, hashtag, Tiger blood. winning. <laughs> and I believe that's because God's people utilized the tool that he gave us. And he is a tool. Yeah. That guy is a fucking tool. Yeah. The tool that they, that they utilized was angering certain people in certain parts of the country to motivate them. And then another tool that was utilized was basically saying that the election didn't matter. You know, she says we're winning by every conceivable ne- metric. Like, what about if one of the metrics was how many neo-Nazi rallies have we had? <laughs> that seems like a good metric you to know, have. Because I feel like one is too many. Yeah. Adding one into that seems like a lot. You are watching the beginning and the birth of the new world order. And you want to call me crazy? Go to hell. Call me crazy all you want. 
a story from Right Wing Watch. This is uh, Mark Taylor. Mark Taylor is the firefighter prophet. Firefighter prophet. I don't still no, know no, what no, that no, means. No, no. Firefighter prophet. Like, hey, maybe tell me where the fires are before there's fires there. That would be the most useful firefighter ever because you could just stop the fire. You prophecy powers if you're the firefighter, yeah. You could do like that. What was that minority report? Yeah. Like you could like have pre-crime units. You know, it's interesting because it's it, it, the reason why he's a firefighter prophet is because he quit being a firefighter to be a, prop. to be a prophet, yeah. right? Because well, like, he found that more God profitable. couldn't have been like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, right, before he worked like one 24-hour yeah. shift at two yeah. days yeah. off, like he's yeah. like, I don't really work at all anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I just make shit up <laughs> and idiots pay me for it. <laughs> So, yeah, so uh, this is him. He's actually on the Zelensky show here. So Sheila Zelensky's podcast. So you'll, you'll hear Sheila Zelensky once in a while pipe in, but it's basically Mark talking about just what Mark talks about. Well, I, I think what's happening is Sheila uh, behind the scenes. And, I, and again, I know people are going to say this is way out. Nothing you talk about happens in front of the scenes. <laughs> Let's just get that out of the way, right? I, these guys always are like, well, hold on. It's all happening where you can't see exactly, it. Exactly, where no one can verify, or verify it. it. Yeah. Way out there. I had three, possibly four things that the Lord showed me on this weather stuff. Uh, you don't remember if it was <laughs> three or four? No, but, like, they're so insignificant that you're like, I can't be sure that one of them was one of the things. Like, <laughs> like if God shows you four things, you're like, God showed me four things. Not, God showed me three, maybe four. I'm not, you know, I don't know if that fourth one was a thing or not. It might have just been that there was two yolks in my egg. I don't know if God was showing me what? something. You can't count to four or remember four things when the when the yeah. omniscient creator sure of where it all is. life yeah. is like I got four things to say. It's like yeah. I got to write them on my hand. I'm that I'm fucking Sarah Palin stupid. Hold on, now I got to count them on my things. One, two, uh, thing, three, <laughs> three, one. <laughs> Uh, you know, the California fires, the Lord showed me and people were saying, oh, he's crazy. I had it literally vetted by one forty-six minute video by Dane Wigington. Now, Does he know what vetted means? Because I, I, if somebody made a video about something, that doesn't mean it's vetted. Because I can make a video right now about something that is totally not true. I, I don't know if I'm supposed to be impressed by Dane Whittington. Right now, I like, don't, yeah. like, am I supposed to like my hair is supposed to stand here's, on end? Here's how I'll be Wait, impressed. Dane Whittington. I'll be impressed if Sheila knows him. Right. <laughs> Not Dane Whittington. The Dane Whittington. Nobody's ever heard of Dane. I, I highly recommend you go to his website, geoengineeringwatch.org. Oh, I God. will never now, go to that website. Now, come on, Tom. Have you ever heard of a more credible name than geoengineeringwatch.org? Um, it's an organization. I would, yeah, that's how yeah, you know it's I've, legit. I, it, the dot org is what I, lends it, credibility. It would, it would only be more credible if it was geoengineering.gov. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would sooner break my computer than go to that website. G if that if that website was a fake website that only showed porn, I still wouldn't go there. <laughs> every answer you want, you can spend six months on that website. This every answer I want, every single answer I want. I don't even know what the questions are. Also, right now. I've never spent six months on any website. Why? Wow, how slow of a reader is Mark Taylor? <laughs> I know, like how much sounding it all out. Like, j like j yeah, like j what are you, Library of Congress? <laughs> the fuck you know like is this website like time cube crazy where it's just miles long of turns just, out that guy was actually crazy yeah well it's not actually yeah. surprising <laughs> was there a sad story about there him there was somebody a listener sent us a sad youtube documentary which uh -huh. i don't know i don't have no way to know if that's true either yeah. but like 
of them. According like, to yeah, that, according yeah. to that, He's, yeah. He was an unwell so, man. So it was vetted by one 46-minute video. Well, was, it, was, but was Dane Whittington involved? <laughs> of the Whittingtons? Of the Whittingtons. This man has the proof of what's been going on. And he even vetted and verified that, yes, they have the technology to create hurricanes, steer them. Well, how did he vet that? How do you, you don't know what vetted means, man? He, well, he said he vetted it. So that's how you know something. Cecil, Cecil, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to teach you because okay. you don't know how about, I can't. I, I'm excited to learn. Here's Tom. how things are verified. Okay. If I say I checked it with my sources. <laughs> okay. For example, totally way verified. more credibility. Absolutely. If verified. I just say something crazy. Yeah, no, if like, I just say a nutty like thing. Like the government can build a hurricane like out of like nothing. I don't know, like cloud Legos or whatever they use. You know what you can build a hurricane out of though? Hmm. Water vapor and the ocean. And climate change. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> climate and a jet stream. <laughs> <laughs> like, but it, that would be first, that would be ridiculous. If you want to build an, a, a hurricane, first start with the universe. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> From this, that, and the other, I'm not so sure with some of the stuff that was going down that it, it was a cat five or cat four or five coming in. This thing was coming in hot, yeah. and then God said not. And so it, I think. It's, Wait, so when and it, God said wait, not. no, 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 no. Nice I, okay. I don't understand. Okay, so we have a weather machine mm -hmm. that creates the hurricane. But we don't have the brakes on that weather machine. <laughs> I mean, like, no, I, I, I think I'm not sure what he said right there because I think nothing <laughs> made any sense. I think he suggested that the weather machine was man, or the weather was man-made. The hurricane was man-made, and it was a Category Four or Five, and it was coming in hot. And then God said, "No, not God said so." God like, not. Are you guys turning on my hurricane machine? It's like yelling at the kids. God is Pee Wee Herman. He's like, he's like, I like your shirt. Not. <laughs> Jesus Christ, not humor oh is God. amazing, by the way. That is the pinnacle. That is That's it. Understand this, folks. We reached our pinnacle with Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just saw that. I saw, just saw Pee Wee Herman uh, Big Adventure for the first time oh, ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. A few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I didn't watch Pee Wee Herman sure. as a kid. Yeah. I, I think yeah. I missed it. I was, I was a little too old. For, I was a little I, too old. So I here. did see yeah. his movie, but I didn't see anything else other than like that single movie. Yeah, I saw Pee Wee's Big Adventure yeah. the other, like, I don't know, a yeah. few weeks ago. A few weeks ago, yeah. And it was, it actually held up. Like yeah. it was an entertaining, it's a funny movie. Movie. From like, when I was a kid, I yeah. remember, but I don't, I wasn't a super, I wasn't a super young kid, but I did see it and was like, oh, okay. But I wasn't young enough to like watch cuz he was like a little kid show when i was a for kid for playhouse yeah like he was, he was playhouse like, i thought it was like a little kid show so i never turned it on when i was i, I did too i didn't yeah. like i i remember i remember being aware of it yeah but i never watched i never watched it it's just, like right. like most of the shows on nickelodeon i never watched either like i never watched a lot of those shows that were on nickelodeon yeah i didn't, I didn't do nick we didn't, we didn't have cable for a lot of right. my youth and the times that we did um, I was never a thing. Like I, I, I only vaguely know about like, you can't do that on television. And when they said, I don't know, they would spill the slime on them. Like I vaguely was that know. Double Dare? Was that Double Dare? I don't know. Maybe that's. I, that, I remember watching a show called Double Dare where they had like, they had kids like do challenges dressed no, in but, jumpsuits. But there's like a specific, like, like there was like another show called, you can't, I think it was like a sketch comedy show for kids called, you can't do that on television. I had the hots for one of those girls because I thought she was super cute. Did you? Yeah, the girl with the curly hair. I thought she was super cute. Oh, that's funny. Kid, yeah. It's funny to look back at like the yeah. like your like crushes when you yeah. were a kid, yeah. and you're like, oh. I had a hots for a lot of girls when I was a kid. I got to remember this right, man. <laughs> like pretty much any girl on any show. I was like, nope, that's my girlfriend. So <laughs> any girl on any show <laughs> it doesn't matter. Golden girls, it's not, like oh, Blanche. Oh, oh, the things I would do to Blanche. Not Blanche. What are you talking about? B. Arthur is the shit. Dude. I'm going for B. Arthur. <laughs> She's lean and tall. <laughs> kidding me? And those old sneaks she used to wear. Caliente. <laughs> I guess two, twofold. One, I think that the 
Army of God is doing their job and warring against this thing. But what we have to realize is that there's technology behind this. We've got to get to the root. We've got to be praying against the technology behind this. they got to be praying against the technology? Can't you just break technology? Like, you don't even have to pray. You could just break it. Well, I just could anti, just build a technology that thwarts the first technology. But like, like in your- hurricane fights would be amazing. Anti- oh, could you imagine oh, hurricane like, fights? It'd be like two tops in a box spinning oh. around, banging into each you other. You like throw one hurricane at another hurricane and then it, it dissipates. Someone who knows about weather, tell me if that's a thing that happens, if a hurricane could hit another hurricane. Oh, that would be amazing. Because if would it, they just join yeah. forces into some... Yeah, would they, would they get a super hurricane or would oh. they cancel each other out? Weather stuff. They have the technology to create these storms, earthquakes, all this stuff. This guy verified Wait, every... create? Now he's talking about earthquakes? Earthquakes. You can create That's not weather. a storm. I love the guys that think that the earthquake is weather. I know. These guys think that the earthquake... Uh, the, the earthquake... Uh, an earthquake an is earthquake, weather. Yeah. yeah. Like... Oh, that's not it's weather cloudy related. with a chance of <laughs> earthquakes. <laughs> is it going to rain or Alexa, is it going to earthquake today? Alexa, what's the earthquake today? <laughs> every bit of it and exposes every bit of it. Yeah, I've had no. him on in the past and I'm going to say Dane's very good, just FYI. Okay, uh, uh, the, the uh, seal oh my God. of approval by Sheila Zielinski, guys. I mean, if Dane You need to go it. to geopolitical.org or whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> it's, not even, it's not even something that interesting. It was like geo... Geo weather engineering was it, isn't it? God, I'm going to kill myself. This is the stupidest shit I've ever heard. Absolutely. And even Kevin Schiff introduces him, which gives him even more validity. But I think... Who introduces you is how you... Kevin Schiff introduces him. And we all know Kevin Schiff. Kevin Schiff doesn't know who Kevin Schiff is. <laughs> Kevin Schiff, every time people ask him, he has to open his wallet to find out who he is. <laughs> he checks his underwear to see what his mom wrote on it. <laughs> If you noticed yesterday, all of the, uh, we had 13 observatories worldwide went down. Their cameras went down. That's a little strange, don't you think? And then all of a sudden, this thing gets downgraded to a Cat 1. Little curious, Mark. Yeah. First of all, you pronounced it observatory. <laughs> so I already, <laughs> you, you had a W-ism when you pronounced it. So I don't know. How did he used to say, what do you say, nu- Nuclear. He used to say nuclear, 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 nuclear. I don't know. He did come up with one of my favorite words, which I actually use unironically and think there should be a word for misunderestimate. Misunderestimate. I love that word. You know what it means when it's said and like it's useful there. And there is no, there's no word that means that misunderestimate. Wouldn't underestimate just be it though? No, if you underestimated me, then you just underestimated me. But if you underestimated me in error. Meaning you should not have oh, underestimated me. Oh, I see what me. you mean. I see. You yeah, yeah, misunderestimated yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. me. I think that's a useful word. But it's not a word? It's not a word. Oh. And he used it in a speech and everybody made fun of him. And I'm like, okay, it's not a word, but like. Okay, but I'll give you that one. one of mine now. I'll give you yeah, that one. I'm yeah. taking that yeah. word. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking that maybe the president and the White Hats were sending a message to the cabal that you're no longer in control, that we now are controlling this. Wait, okay. Oh, I don't understand this at all. So they shut, did they shut down the observatories? And that's why they're, how they're showing their power? Here's what happened. Okay. An evil cabal. Okay. There's an evil cabal. First, evil let's cabal award the evil cabal. Has a hurricane yeah. gun, gun machine. A gun, machine gun. And it shot Hurricane Florence out into the middle of the ocean yeah. and then sent it barreling toward yeah. America. Missing the entire coast where it could have probably gained <laughs> other steam. Don't and worry about that. Sure. No, no, but I, I mean, yeah. I think that it's In necessary. In an unpredictable 
random pattern where we didn't know how big yeah. or where yeah, it was going to sure, strike. Yeah, so, gonna... so they, so the evil exactly. cabal shot the hurricane into the ocean and sent it careening toward the U S yeah. and then God said, no, but that doesn't count. And then the white house said the evil cause somebody burst in the room, like the evil cabal shot a hurricane. And they're like, we'll get our unhurricaning gun. The out. evil cabal phone rang on right. the desk and he yeah, picked they up flipped the up. Yeah. yeah. And then they shot a no hurricanes juiced gun at the observatories. How no, do you shut down the observatory? So you don't see the size of the gun. It's embarrassing. Oh yeah. You got to turn the lights down a little. <laughs> it's magic. If you turn the lights down, <laughs> it's better if you just feel your way through this one. It's really unimpressive with the lights. on. <laughs> it looks like a mushroom with Yeti hair. <laughs> so I'm wondering if they were somehow went into the storm technology wise, where they couldn't see it with the cameras on these observatories and kind of took this thing down a little bit. Now I don't, what? I don't know what that means. They, they flew into it with un hurricane power and they reduced the hurricaneosity. He cannot articulate a clear narrative for who did what. And then what was and then done why in it stopped. Well, yeah, like none of this. It's just like, it's just, it's, it's just stating shit yeah. that didn't happen. More. Right. <laughs> Just yeah. saying it more and more and more. Do you like to fuck? Well, the guys at Cognitive Dissonance want to help you out. It doesn't matter if you fuck yourself, someone else, or lots of someone else's. Their sponsor, AdamandEve.com, has all kinds of things to make fucking more interesting and more fun. Right now at AdamandEve.com, if you type in glory at checkout, you get 50% off almost any item a free sex swing, and free shipping. AdamandEve.com. Treat your genitals to a good time. Oh, my God. This is amazing. So things are not going well for Alex Jones. Oh, poor Alex. <laughs> and and Alex Jones is getting increasingly desperate yeah. to, be, uh, to be seen. So he's increasingly trying to find ways to be visible um, away from the platforms that he's been removed from. And so he's been removed now from the payment platform of PayPal. So PayPal was the payment engine that powered the merchant piece of his website. And PayPal is like, you got, you got a, like three weeks or 30 days or whatever it is to figure something out. Cause we're not, we're not processing payments for you yeah. anymore. And I wonder like, is this, is this the death knell of the Alex Jones Infowars empire? And it's funny because it doesn't stop him from taking payments, right? Like, like this is the thing. PayPal's just easy, right? YouTube's right. just easy. Twitter is just easy, right? It doesn't stop you from communicating with tons of people all the time. It does. It never stops you from doing that. Right. It also never stops you from taking payments. You can use plenty of other people payment can mail systems. You a check. Yeah, they can mail you a check. You can use Square, maybe. Maybe Square will let you do it, or maybe some other payment service that is out there. I'm sure there's plenty of other online payment services. You could also set up your own merchant account and then, you know, have an e-commerce section of your website that people go to and donate money to that you just take the payments yourself, that there's going to be a credit card that comes in and then you run that credit card number and then you take that credit card number and you, you get the money that they said that you're supposed to get and then you create a report. PayPal just makes it easy for you to do that, right? right? But you can do all that on your own. Nobody's stopping you from mm -hmm. doing it. What they are doing is limiting your access to things that people are familiar with. I'm familiar with YouTube. I'm familiar with PayPal. I'm familiar with all these other websites that I that I go and do my social media on, that I go and watch my videos on, and then I go and do my banking and payments on. Right. And so when they start taking these things away from him, they start isolating him to only the places that he can you know, that he can only reach people directly, not through, you know, through these other extra areas and also make it harder for people to also give him money and interact with them. 
and it's really had a major effect on it. Oh yeah. Oh, it's, it's, this is, this is devastating to him. You know, like Apple pulled his, his app, um, Facebook pulled him, Twitter pulled him, Spotify pulled him, you know, like now, like, but you know, his freedom of speech is not impinged. I like, I want to be really clear about that. Like, cause that's been his, his fucking rallying cry this whole time is that like all of these different companies that each make independent decisions about how they run their businesses. This is not a top down decision. I would have a problem with this if this was a top down decision, right? I might, this might, that, that argument about freedom of speech might fly if it came from the government. If the government said Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, Apple, you guys cannot work with Alex Jones anymore. If the government did that, I might, I might say that I'll listen to that conversation. Absolutely. Let's have that yeah. conversation. But these companies all independently decided what they want to allow on their platform and through their business model. That's yeah. all they did. So it's the only thing that happened here. Well, and the other thing that you have the opportunity to do, if you disagree with this, right? If you think, oh no, Alex Jones should have the, then you have the opportunity to stop using PayPal. You have the opportunity to stop using Twitter. You have the opportunity to, to stop using these other websites, YouTube, other things. You can just delete the YouTube app from your phone mm -hmm. and never go there again. Yep. If you think they're doing the wrong thing, vote with your dollar, man. Don't go back. Yep. If you think that they're violating somebody's freedom of speech, it's just like the same thing. If like somebody, if I thought like a company was discriminating against gay people, I would not shop. I stopped shopping at Hobby Lobby. Right. I, I used to shop at Hobby Lobby all the time. My wife used to buy frames from there. We used to go there all the time. I hated that fucking store. <laughs> I'm glad to not give them money anymore. But right. to be perfectly frank, they had cheap frames. They looked good. My wife frames a lot of her art. And so we used to go there all the time and we used to give them a lot of money and we don't do it anymore. Right. We, we source our frames differently now. And I don't shop at Chick-fil-A because they just, they, uh, they, they donated money to gay anti-gay groups. I just don't go there. That's right. okay. Yep. I voted with my dollar. If YouTube did the same thing, if it did something that I thought was morally reprehensible, silencing someone's voice, that's, that's awful, right? If they're, if yeah, I think that right. there's a reason for them, then just don't go there. You have every opportunity to not use that thing just as they have every opportunity to not give that thing away to right. somebody else. Yeah. So Alex Jones now off PayPal. So yeah. But, you know, he still has the right to stand on the street corner and yell. He just can't use somebody else's bullhorn. He still has the right to accept payments by mail or, he, like you said, he can create his own electronic platform. He can, yeah. he can still take money. Yeah. This does not mean that he can't take money anymore. And, again, it's not a top-down approach. Yeah. This is a ground-up approach. And I want to I mention why they're doing this, right? And I think that the reason why they're doing it is also, in my opinion, justified. I think the things he's saying are dangerous. And I think they're dangerous, specifically the talking about the Sandy Hook stuff, you know, when you're talking about stuff like this and you're saying that those people are actors, that they are, that it's a false flag, that this is a, this is a way in which for the government to come in and take a freedom from you. And you're lying about something that you have no evidence for. And you're accusing a bunch of people, not just one or two people. We're talking about a bunch of people of lying so that there can be an attack on your personal right. freedom that can cause people to act. It's already caused people to act when he's lied on his show and, and yep. produced other stuff about the Comet Pizza Place. Right. Someone acted on that, and that was about little kids possibly being raped in the basement. Right. Someone went there with a fucking semi-automatic weapon, a long gun, and walked in, held people at gunpoint. Like, there was a, there was a showdown right. at one point. Yep. This can happen to these poor people who have already had a devastating loss in their life, this can happen to them again. Yep. And so 
It's dangerous. It is dangerous speech. It's not just freedom of speech. Oh, I guess he can just be a Republican. That's not this, man. Nope. This is a dangerous thing he's doing. He is he is stoking the fires to get people upset about something that they really, really care about. You know, like, I want to talk, too, about that, because I know that there's a lot of, like, controversy right now about whether or not social media platforms are, um, you know, and, and Google, even in their search results, are um, weighing one side uh, unfairly over another. Even if that were true, they have every right to do it. They have every right. These, they're just private companies. Yeah. They have every right. If, if Facebook or Twitter or Google decided tomorrow to not return results that were left-leaning or right-leaning, to just ban them, you've, you've got nothing to say about that. Except for, I don't like that. I don't want to use those services anymore. Yeah. They have duck, every, duck, go, man. Yeah, they have every right to do that. That's the part that I find fucking baffling. And the, and the return argument I know is like, well, these companies are so big and they're, you know, they're, the, they're, they're ubiquitous the, and right. yeah, they're the ones that you so, use. So then the, the next conversation that we would then have to have is, are these then monopolies? Yeah. And are they a public service? Right. And if they are, then we need to have a separate set. But if we are going to continue to treat these the way that we're treating them now, which is a series of private companies that provide a service. Yeah. Those companies can just decide. You are, you are allowed to discriminate based on what people think. That's totally fucking allowed. There's, there's nothing that bans yeah, people you from have being a, able if, to do that. If you have a Republican t-shirt shop, you're not required to create a liberal t-shirt. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's not something you have to do. Like, you cannot like it. Yeah. I get it. I would not like it if like, if, if Google did not return results because they were left-leaning. And so I'm using left because I'm left, right? If Google did not return results that were because they were left-leaning, I would say, well, fuck you, Google. Like, I am not using any of right. your services anymore. Right. I would raise a big stink. I would make people aware that it was yeah, not an objective absolutely. service. Yeah. All that is fair. All that is reasonable. What is not reasonable is saying that they have some kind of obligation to change their business structure. Absolutely. Yeah. They absolutely do not. Yeah. They absolutely do not. Let's play this though, Tom, because this is Alex Jones talking to someone. He's basically saying he's ready to die. I don't know who he's talking to here. Let me see real quick. He's, uh, let's see, Patrick Bat David, the host of Valuetainment YouTube channel, platform dedicated to topics on business and entrepreneurship, sat down on a one-on-one -on -one interview with Jones and it was uploaded to YouTube on September 13th. So we're going to play this. This is basically Alex Jones on, on this other person's channel talking about I, I, you got to like, I want to, I want to describe that he looks like his eyes have been reddened from either crying or drug use for a very long time in this video. Yeah, he looks like shit. Alex, if you know everything that you say, you know, and you got their plans, why are you still alive? Well, they're murdering my name. They're assassinating me. <laughs> yeah, but you've said Hillary Clinton's, you know, her plan goes and, you know, all these people that get close to her. So if you're opposing the most powerful <laughs> Democrat in the marketplace, let's just say because they we've talked about like, wait a minute, these this is this evil cabal of ultra powerful yeah. people keeps killing people. Yeah, can't they just kill you. And then you point it out and they're just like, blast, what shall we do? <laughs> let's kill <laughs> another random person <laughs> in our impotent rage. Right. It's like when God sends a hurricane to you yep, know Mississippi yep, yep, to get yep, back at the yep. San Francisco gays. Yeah, it's it's like, like what all the people fuck? in Mississippi are like, we're not gay. <laughs> We're super not gay here. We'll beat them up for you. Even our gays aren't gay here. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the closet like they should be. I thought I was a joke, like a poison. I titrated it. I, And it's the way God worked. It wasn't me. We built up. They thought it was a joke. They used us against Trump. 
They kept thinking they were winning. Wait, did they use you against Trump? I thought he was. I thought, I thought he, he was claimed some responsibility yeah. for Trump's yeah, win. Why, why is they didn't use you? Nobody. First off, nobody's ever used you. Okay, <laughs> that's number one. You're a single use. Okay, I love the idea that like they somehow leveraged Alex Jones for against Trump. Well, Trump won. Yeah. Like then it didn't work. Yeah. So like, like whoopsie. <laughs> well, that's a terrible leverage. Yeah. It's like it's like not going to Michigan. <laughs> right. And now when the poison. The truth is so strong when the big dose hits them, they already haven't figured it out. And so I'm just over there. I'm the globalist lethal injection. And I, I'm berated. You're also the globalist hot beef injection. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just be clear. I've already won. This is all gravy from this point on. Wait, how did you win? I don't get how you win. You've been basically banned from everything. How did that, you win? But see, that 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 that's going to be his claim now, right? It's like, I... I pissed everybody I've already off done everything so that, much mm -hmm. that they're banning me from these places. Well, and, and it's okay that I'm banned now because I've already accomplished the when none of the prophecies I, I gave come true. It's because I worked hard in the background to defeat them all. And now that I have been removed from all of my platforms of note, that's okay because I no longer need to spread this message. Uh, I've already defeated this evil, right? Evil not included. No actual winning. So they, I'm already in the system. I've already won. And they thought it was a joke. And now they just took their death dose. Really, I'm going to kill the New World Order. That's why they call me violent. That's why they hate me. I'm not physically hurting anybody. But the information is the end. It's their end of days. Do you know who I admire right now? His shirt. His shirt is performing a heroic act of holding him in right now. You and think so? No one can reverse it now. Yeah, no, it's true. Because humanity wants to live. And they're the ones doing this. I studied their papers. Humanity is? Humanity wants to live, Tom. And humanity is the one engaging in these human interactions? I think he's I think he's he's uh -huh. not he's not properly using pronouns here. I, can't. I studied their program and you asked why they're so afraid. They're so afraid because I've got their number. And I'm not afraid to die. So that's it. That answers your question. So if that's where you... <laughs> I love... That's brilliant right there. That answers your questions. You have you are satisfied. That that answers your question. That's like after I have sex, I look down and I'm just like, you are done now. You enjoyed that. You came three times. I'm getting a sandwich. <laughs> it only works if you wave your hand in front right? of your face like a Jedi mind trick. This answered your question. <laughs> You're satisfied with this bullshit. This guy's rolling his eyes. <laughs> he looks like he looks the way I feel right now. Like I wouldn't know what to do next. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, interview over. I don't. Yeah. Who assigned me to this? Be rats. Who cares if you ever get back on social media? I don't. You really don't. The message, the transmission, everything else now is graving. Every what does that mean? Everything else is gravy. So like you, you, they've taken everything away from you. Like, already, yeah, all you can do is beg for gravy now. They took everything away at the very moment that he won. Secretly, in the background, defeating the evil that nobody saw. Uh, for real. That's really what he's saying. He's saying, you didn't see me win. I won so hard, you didn't even have to see the evil that I was defeating for you. So the globalists are from the Niagara Falls area? <laughs> you wouldn't know them. Yeah. You wouldn't know the globalists. Don't worry. It's but I did definitely, definitely, definitely defeated them. Right. Yeah. And 
I put but my they, finger on it. They don't, they don't go to school here. <laughs> and by, I met him on vacation. <laughs> Everything else is just getting ready to meet God. And, and be a real man. I got to take my licks. I'm ready. Everything else now is take my licks. How many licks does it take to get to the center of Alex Jones? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh. With that shirt open, <laughs> you just smear butter on that thing. <laughs> he looks like he smeared butter on he, everything yeah. he's eaten in the last yeah, six he definitely, months. Yeah, he definitely looks like a popover. That's for sure. Is that why you That means my kids got to take the licks. My family's got to take the licks. I got to take the licks. I'm ready to. There's a type of brioche muffin called the tet. That is like a, it's basically a, it's got a cone bottom. And then you, when you, when you insert it, it basically, it like goes into four pieces and sort of opens up. It's a delicious, delicious muffin, but like his shirt kind of looks like that. So it's <laughs> like open opening up. up, like, but there's no buttery goodness inside. No delicious yeasty. Well, there might be some yeast, no, but definitely, yeast that, definitely not some buttery goodness. Well, it depends on what he used for undried deodorant, I guess. <laughs> Maybe he's just under, he's got a stick of a butter, butter just smearing it, smearing under our deodorant on. He's just like, I can't believe it's not deodorant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it going here. Somebody with God forever doesn't matter anymore. I'm taking my licks. How are you doing emotionally right now? I love you, it. Yeah, you're good. I'm close, very close to very close. Wait, how are you doing emotionally right now? I love I it. I love it. I love that, how I'm doing emotionally. That answers your question. You are satisfied. <laughs> You're satisfied with the answer. That's not the answer. That doesn't even address the question. This foreplay was sufficient. How are you doing emotionally right now? Very close to God. Very close to God. Very close. You know, in fact, I was yeah, next door. We're neighbors. We're neighbors now. I bought. Guy comes over for dinner. Tells me my life is sinful. Yeah. We hang out in the garage. Bullshit a little bit. He just judges the fuck out of me the whole time. <laughs> Same as Ben Shapiro. Have you met him? Oh, my heart, stomach, now to my bones. Like, like every moment is like close to God. I, I can't explain it. I'm so close to God right now. I, That's called a nervous breakdown. I just want I you to know. say like it's definitely not God. It's almost certainly nerves. You seem literally crazy yeah. right now. Like, I, I mean, like, I mean, you seem crazy in a way that, like, if you were a loved one of yeah, mine, you'd be concerned. I would call yeah. and be worried and get you help. Yeah. As soon as somebody's like, I feel God in my bones and has that eerie sense of, like, self-assured calm combined with a habit of speaking cryptically in a series of nonsensical phrases. Yeah. You need help. Like, you need lithium help. Yeah. This guy's going to be swinging from a rope pretty soon. Yeah. In prayer mode right now? Are you are you speaking all the no, time? Are, are you, I just feel good. Peace? I mean, are you relaxed? I am at peace. I am at peace. He looks so bad. He, for yeah. a guy that's for a guy who's good. For a guy who keeps professing how great everything is, <laughs> he looks like his dog just died. <laughs> I'm now at peace. I'm now at peace. It's not my name or who I am. The enemy knows I love God. I love Jesus. And so I've already passed on. What does that mean? Nothing. That guy's already dead. Is he saying he's already he's, dead? I think he's crazy, man. I do. Crazier. I, Crazier. Because I think he's always been a little crazy. I think I think he has been. But like, I think right now he might have reached a stress point where he's like, what if this is all real? Well, I, you know, it's hard because I, I know a lot of people, they waver on whether or not Alex Jones is, is faking it or not. And I right. always think it's a little bit of both. I think he recognized that there was a lot of money to be made there. And I also recognize that he tried to push the envelope because I think he realized that he was always going to keep losing listeners and losing yeah. viewers if he didn't push that envelope all the time because those people were attracted to the crazy things that he said. And so I think that he 
but I think he recognized the market, right? And I don't think a, a purely crazy person can can do that. But I also think he kind of believed some of the stuff he was saying. Yeah. I think there was a yeah. there was sort of a mixture of those sorts of things. And I wonder if one side is sort of taking over now. We're getting well, the Bruce Banner or the Hulk. You know, it seems to me like you know, like you can have beliefs that are delusional, but not have a thought system or that 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 doesn't work anymore. And he seems to be in an emotionally and, and like cognitively unstable place. Like, yeah. Like really bad. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's why the enemy hates me because I'm well beyond their grasp now. Far beyond their grasp. He's going to cry. He has, he has got tears in yeah. his eyes right now. I just pray that God will have mercy on my children. Wait, why would, what would that I don't understand that. I never understood that, by the way, <coughs> that God, I hope God has mercy on my children and my family. And I'm just thinking like, isn't like the entire thing about being a good person, just like you're a good person, you're responsible for yourself. I don't know, because like, doesn't like in the Old Testament, like what you do can ring generations. Oh, like, it's generating, in Deuteronomy, right. Like you can, it's yeah, like North Korea. Yeah, they built a box right. and that box <laughs> was 24 inches across. I get it. I get it. But I trust God. So... It's God's will now. It wasn't before. I just hope he doesn't throw my kids into a pit of torture for eternity. That's all I'm hoping for, guys. That's all. I mean, can a guy get an amen? Right. I, I, I like that, too. Like, I try. I hope that he has mercy on my kids. I trust him. Well, then you don't need to hope. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, have to hope for things that I trust. Yeah. Like, I don't have to do that. Yeah. That's why I have the trust. Like, the trust is bigger than hope. Trust consumes hope. Like, I don't have, uh, like, yeah. like, the Venn diagram. Right. It's a tiny circle in there. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't think there's anything here for you to figure out a way to bring it back and have this be a second coming of Alex's mind getting to work and doing all that stuff? You think it's it for you right now? Oh, That's a dumb fucking question, by the way. Can I just say that's a dumb fucking question? This interviewer just looks baffled by what's happening, though. Like, yeah, I guess that's true. Oh, I mean, the Lord works in mysterious ways. I'm just telling you. So if I win and I come back. That's mysterious as fuck, by right. the way. But I think that's what he's giving himself room for, right? If I go to court and I win and then I come back. He's not going to win. I know he's not. But yeah. he's he's also leaving himself an opening. Just to show that God can make miracles happen or something? He's smart, right? Yeah. And you get, you could, you can shit on him a lot, but he's a calculating Machiavellian guy, right? Because like all the things that he's done have by and large up until now worked. But when he's, when he's losing, he's still trying to find an angle to win again in the future. So I think like the message he's got here is like, look, if I fade away, it's because I won, right? If I fade away and I lose and, and it appears that I lost, I won and I've defeated the globalists. And now I have nothing left to do except for sit back and wait for the in inevitable to occur because I've already defeated evil. So you guys didn't even have, you don't have to thank me for it. God will thank me. Yeah. It's cool. But if something, something I am resurrected in the public spotlight and I get my show back and I get followers, well, then the Lord works in mysterious ways and there must be more work for me to do. But you know what I mean? Yeah. He gives himself both out. Yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't lose faith. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's the weather report of it's either going to rain like hell or it's not. Yeah, exactly. Great that yeah. you've told me nothing. Right. That I knew when Trump was elected election night that I told everybody, I said, it's going to get really bad. They're coming after us. Like, we've won. I'll be the president. We're all set. And I said, no. I said, no, we're not set. Get ready. And I said, I've completed my work. And 
everything else now is up to everybody else. It's funny because in general, we're talking about, you know, things have been going right. We're mm -hmm. talking about like the political right for the last two years. Right. Yeah. There hasn't been a, a shift, a real sizable shift left in our culture. There's been a sizable shift right in our culture. And he's a right leaning, not just right leaning. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's straight up right. Mm -hmm. So when he comes in and he says, oh, well, you know, I knew when Trump got elected, it was going to be bad for us. Well, that's just the only reason why you knew that is because you were slandering people and you weren't going to stop slandering people. That's the only way you could know that. Well, I think, you know, for this, for a guy like Alex Jones, a, a win on his side is, is problematic in the same way that a win for Trump was problematic, right? Because if you're, if, if your narrative and the, and the whole, like uh, all the juice behind your campaign and all the juice that's behind your sort of listenership and every and, and all the energy that lives in there is built on this sort of underdog status. You can't achieve power and still be the underdog. Well, also it's a weird balancing act. There's also to. not a lot to not as much to talk about, I think, for Alex Jones, if if the right is in power. Yeah. They have to keep talking about how they're being pushed around, like you say, underdog style. It'd be the same thing as if next week the entire uh religious, non-religious uh, population in the United States flipped. So it was 75% of people were non-religious. What would we talk about? We wouldn't have anything to talk about. Right. We would stop. We'd be like, okay, well, I guess we're kind of done talking about this. Well, right. There wouldn't be, there would be an end point yes. to what we had right. to say because we would just wouldn't have anything to say about yeah. that stuff. And if you look, specifically look through the Obama years when we were doing this show, there's not a ton to talk about politically because for the most part, they were, they were pushing back against that stuff. Sure, we brought up Kim Davis when she was, when she came up, but she's a small group of people. She was a small time person who was pushing back against, you know, trying to use her, her religion to force other people to follow her religion in some minor way. And so, yeah, there was things that we talked about that were political, but for the most part, the president was never like, Hey, you know, what we're going to do discriminate against trans people. Yeah. Right. And so we were just like, okay, well, there's nothing to talk about here. Yeah. China has total respect for Donald Trump and for Donald Trump's very, very large a brain. All right. So this story is from Huffington Post. This happened today and it's fucking crazy. Uh, this is Donald Trump talking to a female reporter. Uh, he's keeping it classy. Yeah. He mostly. just, we don't want to, we don't want to ruin it by telling you what he said. So we're just going to play this sh very short clip of someone asking him, you I know, just, a reporter yeah. doing their job, Tom, asking him a question. I just, I want to point out, guys, and I'm not, I just, this is real. Like this happened. Go ahead. Sure. She's shocked that I picked her. It's like in a state of shock. I'm not thinking, Mr. That's President. okay. I know you're not thinking. You never do. I'm sorry? No, go ahead. Go ahead. In a tweet this weekend, Mr. President, you said that it's incorrect to say you're limiting the scope of the FBI investigation. What does that have to do with Fred? I don't mind answering the question, but, you know, I'd like to do the trade It has to do with the other headline in the news, which is the Kavanaugh I know, but, I know, but how about talking about trade and then we'll get to that. We'll do that a little bit. What wow. a, okay, so first I, want, I just want to say... What a giant fucking coward. Because he clearly said something super fucking shitty to somebody. Yeah. And then he was like, no, just whatever. Like, it's like, it's like when the, the guy who you didn't think could hear you, you say, get, get the fuck out of my way. Right. When he hears you, what'd you say? No, no, nothing. No, nothing. 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 I didn't say anything. No, I didn't. I didn't say I said, nothing. I didn't say things that I just said. I'm going to put it on fucking layaway. That's yeah. what I said. <laughs> what did you 
probably heard what something you, else. I heard some other things that I might have not said. Uh, you want some of my yeah. lunch money? Yeah. <laughs> I probably I don't need it. I, I don't even like lunch. I have to call my mom to bring new pants. <laughs> but seriously, like, what kind of coward does that? Where you're just like, yeah. like. Yeah. Uh, he's, you say something, clearly you're being an asshole. Like yeah. you're fucking going out of your way to be like, you know what? I'm a fucking asshole, but I'm not fucking, I don't have a, a, like the, the tiniest bit of guts to stand up to somebody when I'm an asshole. What kind of fucking coward is that? What kind of person like mocks somebody like she, the, the reason that there was the delay. So I, so there's a delay in, in her getting after she's called, she gets called and then she has to be given the microphone yeah. and all she's doing is looking for the person to hand her the microphone. That's it. That's the delay. And she's like, she's shocked I called on her. But like, that should be a problem in and of itself. You don't do a lot of fucking press conferences. You call in the same fucking group of sycophants time and time again. Yeah, maybe people are surprised when you call on them because you're, you know, the guy plays fucking favorites all the time. But like, what what a weird thing for the fucking president to say. She's surprised I called well, he, on her. That's his joke, though. Like, that's that. You know how like know some people have thing. like their little thing where they're like, it'd be like if he gets up to the mic and he says something like, "You were probably wondering why I called you here today." You know what I mean? Like right. something yeah. like that. Like he, you have like your one standard joke. I've heard him say that a dozen times. But there's nothing joking. It's about not it. funny. It's, just, it's like it ridicules. It's not a it's, joke. It's not funny. But right. I, I think that he thinks it's a joke because oh it sometimes God, really? gets laughter. Yeah, it got laughter when uh when he did it to that Kurdish guy, and you know, so it gets laughter uh. in these places. So people will he people will just I think nervously laugh because it's not a joke you're right it's not even a fucking incredible simulation no, right it's not a joke at all right <laughs> there's no yeah. punchline there's to nothing it. to it it's, right. it's like an anti-joke but i think that people when they hear it and they're in the audience they feel like it was told in joke format and it's the president of the united states so i feel like eh, maybe yeah, i should they, like they, right. guilt laugh it and so I feel like they're guilt laughing that joke and they're encouraging him to say it over and over and over again, even though it's not funny or interesting or useful. What is the point of his weird conversation? Cause she's like, no, I'm not surprised. And he says, that's okay. I know you're not thinking you never do. I literally don't know what I that think, has to do with her response. I, I think he thought she said I'm thinking or something like that. Cause she says like, let's listen to it one more time. She's shocked that I picked her. No. It's like in a state of shock. I'm not thanking Mr. That's President. That's okay. I know you're not thanking. She says, I'm not thank I not thank you, Mr. President. And it sounds like I'm not thinking. If you listen to it, like that's why Really? He, that, that's what I think he misheard because he's old. I'm not thanking Mr. That's President. That's okay. <gasps> right? Am I I'm not I wrong, think right? That is, yeah. Yeah, like so so let's listen to it one more time. Shock. I'm not thanking Mr. That's President. okay. I know you're not thinking. You never do. I'm sorry? No, go ahead. What a mean thing to say no matter what. And that's just like a super mean thing to say to somebody, like to say that. And then she's just taken aback. How could you say something so stupid? But, you know, it's just, it's just a, like, and the other thing I want to touch on with this story, and I think it's really important to point out, you know, it's fine for people to be, you know, I think, push back or be assholes on occasion. I don't think that that's a, there's a bad thing. I mean, this whole show is based on us kind of being assholes, right? I don't think there's a bad thing there, but I think that there's a level of respect that you need to have to be in the office of president off the, of the president. I've never seen anybody, not a single time in my entire history, be such a petty bitch to all the fucking people in the, in the reporters gaggle except for this. This guy's been absolutely the worst. I cannot think 
of anybody, even even an employee of the White House, not just, I mean, going, you're working yeah, right. way all the way down. That is such an asshole to reporters and just so unpresidential. That's just a, that's just a shitty thing to say to somebody. You wouldn't expect that from somebody who was your boss. You wouldn't expect that from anybody in any professional position. It's, right. It's childish. You're right. Like, the weird thing about it is like, she, I could see like if she was disrespectful in her exactly. question or, you know, like th- then I would agree with you, right? Like if I'm the president, I'm standing up there and I'm doing a press conference and somebody comes at me hard, I'll come right back at them sure. hard. But all she got was the microphone. Yeah. All she did was ask for the microphone. He's mocking her. Yeah. Basically mocking her. And by saying like, you don't deserve this. That's the point of that question. Yeah. Like, she's shocked that I picked her. Yeah. She, she does not think she's worth this. Right. That's why the, that's how, that's why that comment, it's the only way that comment makes any sense. Like he's mocking this person before they're even engaged with him. And then as soon as like she picks up the mic, he's just shitty to her. He's just a shitty, like this is a shitty fucking person. I want to play this other bit too. And it's, and what I like about this other piece is the person doesn't stop. Um, even though it doesn't get them anywhere. I think this is how all reporters should be asking questions. Bulldog the question. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. President. Now that you've answered several questions on trade, I'd like to turn uh, don't, don't, to don't Judge do Kavanaugh. Do, do you have, do you have uh, excuse me, do you have a question on trade? We'll we do just, one or two more questions on trade. You answered several questions Okay, don't do that. That's not nice. Mr. President, and besides that, the, somebody is before you. Excuse me, don't do that. Do you have a question on trade? You answered several questions. Do you have on a trade? question on trade? My question is on Judge okay, Kavanaugh. Okay, please, yes. You said please. the FBI should interview whoever that they believe is appropriate. Does that include Julie Swetnick, the third accuser? And can you promise to release the full findings oh, give me from your the question, FBI please. after they finish their report, Mr. President? Give me your question, please. Mr. President, was the- give her the mic, please. Thank you very much. What the press needs to do is they, because the, because our current president is so incredibly hostile to the press, they all need to make, they all seriously need to agree that, look, the first question that does not get answered is the last question, and we just all ask that question. Just keep asking that question. Everybody over asks and over whatever. And over. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if I don't even like that question. The point is the the president will be held responsible. That's the purpose or he'll of the stop, press, or he'll stop the the then, thing. Then that's what's going to happen. Same thing to the press secretary. Yeah, that's what he's going to do. Then you then you do the same thing to, to to Sarah Huckabee Sanders. You keep doing that. You do that to every representative of the White House until it becomes painfully apparent that they will not answer questions. That they just and you just, you have to make it incredibly yeah. awkward for yeah. them because just if you allow them to control the narrative all the time, you know, I think every president does do that work of trying to spin Absolutely. and control the narrative, sure. right? That's actually part of their job. But like to simply like refuse to answer questions just to deny the, and then to mock the reporters for asking them. Yeah. That's some territory we don't need to be in. man. Absolutely. I think. You know, there's a, you're right. They, they do, of course they try to, they try to tread those waters, but I think that there is just enough people on the right that will ask all the questions that they want to get asked. There's enough of a slant a in the media press. that where yeah. there's going to be enough of a slant on that right side that they will ask all the questions that they want to ask. Right. And the other people will continue to ask hard questions. And those hard questions never they get, don't answered. get answered. They don't so, get answered. They just get ignored. Yeah. So they'll, then they'll be like, okay, Breitbart. Okay. National review, God. you know? Okay, Daily Caller. Right. And so yeah. you're never going to get. Yeah. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. All right. This story's from the New York Times. Um, again, I the fucking world we live in. Oh my God. Uh, this is Trump talking about Kim Jong Un 
the uh, autocratic, monstrous dictator of North Korea responsible for the deaths of thousands of his own people, if not hundreds of thousands. Let's listen to it. We were going to war with North Korea. That was what was going to happen. Why was that going to happen? He saw, Thank you, because he says that like it's some like truth or inevitability that we've all agreed upon. But like we were not on a path to war anymore. Like we have like we have, we had a, a, a policy of containment with North Korea, which has admittedly always been tenuous, but it was not more tenuous. Yeah. In 2016 and 17 than it was in 2014 or 15. And when I checked in 2014 and 15, we were in a fucking war with North Korea. Yeah, the one thing that I thought might send us into war is two blithering idiots shouting at each other through social media. Yeah, I've Or really, at least one of them, and then the other one would just send press releases because I don't think they have two. The they tweets have Twitter. <laughs> like they just throw a bird at a fence or something. <laughs> like, not only that, he was he was literally threatening that his bombs were bigger than the other guy's yeah, bombs. exactly. Millions of people would have been killed. I came in and took a very hard position. Very hard position. And you know what? Missionary. Yeah, the very hard <laughs> position I took was gaping my own asshole <laughs> so he could fuck it. But now we have this great relationship, and let's see what happens. I was really being tough, and so was he. And we would go back and forth. And then we fell in love. Okay. No, really. This Cecil, hold this on. This is happening. Because I th then they start to laugh at him, but then I think he tries to back it up. So I want to hear play that part one more time. So was he. And we would go back and forth. And then we fell in love. Okay? No, really. He wrote me beautiful letters. And they're great letters. We fell in love. You know, you can there's this weird anti-homosexual audience that's sitting there like, ha, ha, ha. And then he's like, no, really? And then they're like, okay, I we guess. We don't we'll, feel good we'll about just, this. We'll just start clapping then, I guess. I don't know what to do. I'm feeling funny in my pants. The president of the United States should not be falling in love with the monstrous dictator of North Korea. Like, he should not, he should not say, like, he sent me a nice letter. Yeah. Wait, you know, like, what... What makes me insane about this guy is he makes everything about him personally. It's all about him, yep. Like, this is this is the fate of two nations, and as he put it, the fate of the millions of human lives that hang in the balance. And, like, this guy is coming in his fucking shorts yep. because Kim Jong-un wrote him a fucking love letter. It's He's got a sexy, <laughs> sexy pay pa pen pal, <laughs> yeah. and he's fucking hard as a fucking rock like a 15-year-old boy. It's so weird that he is... He is using that language and the way in which he talks about how he got these people to like him. And they're like, he's, yeah. he thinks it's like, they like me. They really, really like me. You know what I mean? I have like a great relationship with the yeah. president of China. The North Korea and I fell in love. Me and this guy are yeah, cool buddies. Exactly. Putin sucks my dick on Thursday or whatever. Yeah. Like, who cares? Yeah. Literally, who cares? You need, you need to make sure that the country is good. Like, are our policies aligned in such a way that they provide mutual benefit for both our countries? Let's have a conversation that at least at some point touches on that idea. He never puts the country first for anything. No, He's I, always putting himself first. He's always time. putting it first. And these, this is just another example of how weird this is. I'm curious because there were some people who were saying to us, you know, when we were saying, 
man, I don't, I, I'm actually afraid of like what's going to happen with North Korea. I know that we've gotten messages since then from people who are like, oh, who are you guys worried about North Korea? I'm still genuinely worried about North Korea. I just think they're going to walk all over us and still be awful actors in the world's, the world, you know, on the world stage. Yeah, let's be clear. There's no reason to think that that's not the case because literally all of their actions have been duplicitous. Yeah. And they've been duplicitous and it's not Trump's, this is not unique to Trump. Let's be clear about that too. Yeah. Uh, North Korea has been an, an unfaithful actor for as long as yeah. there's been decades something and to decades call and North decades. Korea. The problem is, is that other people never took them seriously. Other, other, other uh, world leaders, specifically ours, have always been yeah. like, they've always been like, yeah, sure, we'll have talks with you. Then they have talks and they're like, yeah, you go ahead and you do that and we'll start doing the other stuff. And then they're like, yeah, sure. Another rocket. <laughs> and they don't fucking listen. Right. So we've never really treated them with like anything but a kid who do, wouldn't fucking eat his food. And so we, we're going to make him sit at the table. Right. And that's all we've done forever. But Trump is the first one to be like, I will give you concessions first. I will. I, all I want All I want to do is see, you know, a little bit of de, de-escalation of the nuclear. Just tell us program. you're going to, we won't try to verify. And then they anyway. haven't, they right. haven't, they haven't at all at all. Yeah. And then you look at the Iran deal where you have verified proof yeah. that they are, you know, they're going through a denuclearization process. Yep. And that's the worst deal in the yeah, world. Yeah, with, with a fucking UN Energy Commission yeah. that gets to go in and monitor the situation. And like North Korea is just like, ah, winky face. Burk, burk. What we do you sure think, guys? And that's like, these two things couldn't yep. be any more starkly different. But like the difference, I really do think like the difference is exactly what President Trump, exactly what Donald Trump just said is yeah. that he is being flattered yeah. by the dictator of another nation. He loves when these world leaders pay him personal respect. Yes. The person so everybody respect. knows how to manipulate him. Yeah. Because he just needs to be flattered. He's That's a it. fucking, he's an insecure little kid. He's the easiest person to win over. Right. The very easiest. Yes. He's when you go to visit, you know, your, your, you know, the, the, the long lost nephews and you bring a little chocolate. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like he's, right. he's easily won over I by a tiny piece of chocolate. That drawing is so good. Are you going to be an artist when you grow up? Here's a fucking Kit yep. Kat. Yep. Right. Yep. So easy to win over. And the good thing is, is, is that unlike Iraq, where we said no, and then all the rest of the world said, we're going to still try to work with you. Right. This is the opposite where we're like, yeah, we'll work with you. And like all the rest of the world's like, no, there's a reason that the UN laughs. Yeah. The, the, the rest, literally the rest of the world does not take us seriously. They've, you know, I, I read something in the New York Times not that long ago. It said, like, the rest of the world like that has basically cut the United States out of the, the, the table when it comes to having serious discussions Absolutely. about world policy. Yeah. We don't get invited to those conversations. Why would anymore. we? Yeah. It's, we're not. Yeah. That is a fucking dinner party we didn't get the invite yep. to anymore. Yep. Done. Because people are like, nope, not that guy. Yeah. We should be a We wrote a love letter? Are you kidding? I fell in love. Yeah. I fell in love with a man who jails three generations of his people at a time for crimes that are so inconsequential as to not even be worthy of naming. I fell in love with a man who shoots rockets at his generals. <laughs> yeah, just shoots like, you. like burp guns or whatever. Just like, I, like this is a man yeah. you've fallen in love with. Like you're a, the man's a monster. Yeah. Kim Jong-un's a monster. Yeah. There's no falling in love with monsters. So we should be recording a full episode next week with email and patrons and all that stuff. But this week, we just don't 
have it because we recorded this a long time ago so Tom could enjoy his vacation without interruption. Uh, we will be back next week uh, and we are going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter mommy issue hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician double bubble toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative acupunctuating pressurized stereogram pyramidal free energy healing water downward spiral brain dead pan sales pitch late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information, and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.